Welcome back to another episode of Black Ass Podcast. The podcast so black. If it was burned toast, don't you throw that away. That is still good toast. Matter of fact, just scrape that off in the sink. <laughs> Shout out to Weekends at Grandma House. This episode I am talking Brianna Khan, Romantic Creeps, and Assassins in Badges. All that and more on this episode of Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. Bono. Hey Cheryl, alright, I see you girlfriend. Hey man, get your ass out the street. Who goddamn kids is these? Hey, 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 What up everybody? Thank you guys so much for coming back for another episode of Black Ass Podcast. You know how we do it. Big thank you to everybody that came to pre-show. We do it every Tuesday on IG Live. I got so excited and also, I don't know, time zones. I logged on like (laughs) a whole three hours early. But I just appreciate everybody that saw me on and jumped in. I was like, hey, girl, uh, wrong time. <laughs> I came too quick. <laughs> um, but we had a good time, um, shared some pictures and things, got a lot of great submissions of what you guys are working on in quarantine, as well as y'all got a shot of my little butt cheeks. It's not, it would, let me, let me clarify. It really wasn't, it was just like a little side thigh, but the way the camera was angled, you felt like, am I looking at her ass? You were not. <laughs> Because I'm still battling with my prudeness, so <laughs> no butt cheeks for you. They golden brown though. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. Anyway, um, got a lot of things to talk about in this episode. So much going on. I just want to start with some deep breathing. Just inhale deep and then scream out all of the pain that you are enduring right now. Um just sending a virtual hug to black people everywhere because whew, 2020 is like the bald head girl you go to school with that's mean as fuck that really just want to fight you every day and you just realize oh my gosh she just come from a fucked up home and she can't read but she beating your ass every day at school and it's like girl can I eat lunch? I just want one day to have a lunch. You know what I'm saying? She fucking your lunch up. She taking your money. She slapping your book bag out your hand. She pulling your ponytail. She is fucking you up. And the moment you feel like you got a moment to breathe because you think she ain't come to school, the bitch just, she show up late because she had to drive her mama to work. That's how real her life is. So, Yep, she in elementary, but she's still driving her mama to work. So 2020 is fucking us up, but we're going to survive. We will carry on. We're going to make it through. Uh, one Before I get into all the, all the, all the no amendments this week, so I'm very proud of myself. I got things right last week. Um, <laughs> at least I think I got it right. Nobody hit me in the DMs like, actually, girl, <laughs> listen, don't do it. Okay. Um. But got some thank yous for this week. First of all, thank you to Kiki who came through on the Cash App. I was pleasantly surprised and Lord knows assist needed it. So thank you for your support of the podcast. And thank you to everybody that went 
on to um follow the link and grab some stuff from the black ass stove that's what i'm gonna call it on teespring matter of fact as soon as i finish recording this i'm gonna go change the name <laughs> to the black ass stone but uh, merch is here as i mentioned and you guys have been grabbing it and thank you guys so much so when you get your merch make sure you hit me with a picture so that i can repost it and share it with the rest of the family uh <laughs> but uh, whatever you do whether you picking up merch making a donation or joining the black ass village on patreon just know that it is greatly appreciated and it all goes to supporting me bringing you this show as well as the pre-show so thank you everyone all right y'all and now it's time for it's a word All right, this week's word comes in from MK. Uh, the Twitter handle is at T underscore MKA underscore. So <laughs> the caption reads, niggas who let you hit on the first night are no husband material. Fucking whores. <laughs> the way I cackled when I read that, I just, I mean, full neck back, open mouth cackle because it was so great. And the thing is, I don't even follow her. The tweet was so great. It just migrated and found its way to my timeline, which that's when I know, okay, this, this is a winner. But I loved it because this is like what women have been going through since the beginning of time. You meet a dude, y'all having a really good time and you might be feeling it. He feeling it. Boom. Y'all, y'all do what y'all do. Y'all fucking grown. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, he's looking at you all side-eyed and feeling like, Oh, well, I don't know if like, sir, you begged me for the whole three hours of our date. You literally plied me the entire time. You gave me shit to drink. You talk, whispered in my ear, you grabbing my ass, you doing everything possible. You told me your grandmama was dying and just, you know, all you needed was somebody to hold you. And then I finally fucking give in. And and then maybe it's not even a situation where you give in. Maybe it's just a situation where, shit, I had a hard week. I could use somebody to bust me down real quick, and then I'm good. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden now, you a bad person, but somehow he get to sling peen with impunity and just go skipping off into the night. So no, no, no longer, fellas. You give it up on the first night, you a whore. You a hoe. How can I trust you? can't turn a hoe into a husband. No, hell no. I don't even want you around like how I'm gonna raise kids with you <laughs> what I'm gonna tell my kids how, how did y'all meet oh your dad let me bust him out at the club <laughs> and you out here eating you out here munching box on the first night sir oh no and you tossing salad shit no Mm-mm. <laughs> I can't be with you What my girls gonna think when I bring you around Like uh uh-uh, uh bitch I know them lips <laughs> So the next time you get some one night stand sex And hopefully um, it's very soon Well not very soon but with a mask on And you're very protective but After the pandemic After the whole pandemic thing right When we back in these streets Going up to a brunch See somebody across the bar like Hmm you know what would be good with this mimosa? <laughs> that dick. 
That's right, ladies, take them home. And then, you know, after y'all finish and you sitting there sweating, just be like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Um, So I got, a, I got errands to run, but I'm going to call you. And you ain't going to call him. Like, give him, say it in a way where he know you ain't going to call him. Or at least he's sitting there thinking to himself, I don't think she going to call me. <laughs> my goal is I want dudes going home on a walk of shame just like, damn. I think I'm a hoe. <laughs> I want to do walking past the church with his jacket all twisted and wrinkled up and shit. <laughs> Lipstick stained all on his collar. Like, I'm just going to buy this church for a minute. Maybe pastor could give me a word. <laughs> I want you in every scene in a Tyler Perry movie where they just go into the church and the choir do a whole nine minute song. <laughs> what is Hezekiah Walker doing here? <laughs> So if you out here trying to get chose, you can't be giving up that stick on the first night. You know what I mean? Have some have some self-respect. Keep them boners down, okay? Until you know it's right. <laughs> now it's time for you a lie. You a whole lie. You be lying. Okay. In a recent interview, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell admits that he wished he had listened to Colin Kaepernick earlier and why he was kneeling and all that stuff. And I just want to say, bitch, you a lie. Get the first of all, it was so clear why Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. Not only was it clear, he stated it in every possible way he could state it. Not only did he state it, he was it was a silent protest. It wasn't him saying, come on, everybody, let's all kneel. It was him saying for himself, I'm going to kneel. I'm going to take a knee. I'm not going to be a part of it. Y'all go ahead, do your thing. I'll be ready when the game start. And it was just like they blew the shit completely out of proportion. If they hadn't blown it out of proportion, it would not have reached the heights that it did. But I'm glad it. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did and I'm glad that it brought attention and I'm glad that it very clearly drew a line and you could see who was on either side of that line. Either you were for police brutality or you were against it. That's the way I looked at it. It was no in between. It was no you about to straddle this line. It was either you stand with Colin Kaepernick and you say that, you know what, there is a problem in this country. It needs to be addressed. It at least can be open for a conversation. That's the thing about the NFL. They didn't even try to have a conversation with this man. They just completely denied anything was happening and then now for four whole ass years later it took you four years to say you know what well maybe we can have a conversation about it maybe we can bring some stuff to the table let's look at some stats let's meet with some other players let's meet with the NAACP let's have a meet I mean y'all got all the money in the world you have all the access in the world if the NFL calls anybody they're going to go and at least have a sit down shit they'll the NFL could have a sit down before Donald Trump could have a goddamn sit down and Donald Trump is the president of the United States of America so this idea and and here's the other thing about it this is why it's some bullshit in 2016, when they completely locked Colin Kaepernick out of the league, let's not act like it was, oh, Colin Kaepernick was a bad player. No, they completely blackballed this man, locked him out of the league, okay? Sandra Bland had already died. Michael Brown had already died. 
Sean Bell had already died. Philando, Philando Castile, Terrence Crush. I'm miss, and how many other people am I missing? And you telling me it took until August of 2020 for you to say, you know what? I think that black guy might have been on it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Let me tell you what it is. The new season is coming up. And that's all that's about. I, Regardless of how people feel, I do believe that people, the numbers of the NFL dropped. And it wasn't just the people who were mad about Colin Kaepernick kneeling. I think it was a lot of people who literally stopped watching football. I myself am one of them, and I'm not alone. I've definitely had conversations with people that say, I don't really fuck with it no more. And I would watch it. I would, because I watch football the way, like, dudes look at Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, look at them thighs. Ooh, go off, sir. And then the dudes that be out there with the crop top and they little abs be right there. And then they, you can see, like, they little slim hips, but they got, like, the fat <clears throat> muscle boot. Okay. I'm I apologize. That was that wasn't for y'all. That was just me replaying it in my mind because I ain't watched the game in so long. But this is no different than most of these companies talking. All of a sudden, now want to take a knee and they want to draw Black Lives Matter on the street. But meanwhile, will be protesters' ass right over the words that that were painted over the street. I don't believe none of this shit. It's all a lie. And no, I won't be tuning in for this new season. But I might be looking at some of the pictures that come across my Twitter timeline. <laughs> All right, y'all. Now it's time for wait, man. Hold up. What happened? <laughs> All right, wait, man. Wait, man. Uh, if you follow the podcast on Twitter, then you saw that I reposted an article about a student who hand wrote 100 letters to find a girl he met in the park because quote unquote, Amy gave him her number, but it turned out to be wrong. So let me just get this straight. You as an adult male met a girl and she gave you a number that was wrong. And your immediate response was, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write 100 letters that I'm gonna send to, I don't know, Amy because there's no way in hell that she gave me the wrong number. She just happened to forget her number in in the midst of us talking. You know, fellas, this is the thing that women be talking about. This is the reason why y'all really be out here looking like some straight up fucking creeps. What about this situation told this guy that he should handwrite 100 letters? Not even type, not even like copy and paste, not even go online, grab some poems, copy and paste them into an email and send. And then, bro, where the fuck are you sending them? Like this shit don't read in the midst of doing this. You didn't think, damn, this kind of fucking stalkery shit. There was no other dudes in your life that stopped you and said, bro, this shit is creepy as hell. Let me let me add some clarity. For a lot of men out here, because I feel like men confuse persistence with stalkerishness, right? This is what y'all have to understand about women, fellas. We see y'all 
We know y'all out there. When we are walking down the street or we going about our day, you ain't got to yell our name. We done already peeped your ass outside the bodega. We done already peeped you coming out the Home Depot. Matter of fact, I saw you before you saw me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already, my, my shit is on. Women who are actively dating men, we're looking for y'all. Please don't get it twisted like we just out here. Don't need penis. I'm fine. Never need sex. My vagina is just a showpiece. No, we are trying to activate that bitch at all times as well, right? But we are also have to be aware of the people that we're interacting with and uh, and know that, okay, if this dude happens to be great, like we have to gauge who we talk to and engage with, right? So this girl saw this dude in the park and trust and believe as a woman, I already know what she was thinking. She seen this dude. He says something. It was something about his demeanor, something, something in his approach. It was something off that she peeped and her vagina was like, hey, girl, no <laughs> alert, abort, abort. Right. And so that's why she gave him the wrong number. Ain't no woman just going to forget her phone number. Like, oh, wait, what? I'm, I said five, eight. No, I mean, three, three. Like no woman is forgetting a number. Okay. Women give you the wrong number because we're not fucking interested. And that's okay. In most cities, y'all, women outnumber men three to ten. So if one woman doesn't want to talk to you, there are two to nine other broads coming that would love to have your dick. I mean, would put your dick in a purse and walk around with it, hold it in their hands and snuggle with it at night like a body pillow depending on the size but you get what I'm saying like so there's no need to do this shit I need men all women need men to have some discernment okay to be able to be talking to a woman and see like "Mm, she seems on edge she seems like she's not interested she's not really making eye contact she's looking around like she's looking for help maybe I should back the fuck off okay but this idea of you know what I'm gonna do she she gave me the wrong number, but I just can't believe that she ain't want my dick. So I'm going to do some next. And then what? You going to write these hundred fucking letters to a woman that gave you the wrong number? And then what? Expect her to read all 100 of them? For what? She ain't even want to have a phone conversation with you, motherfucker. Like you think she want to do homework and read your goofy ass soliloquies and whatever the fuck else you wrote on this paper. And then what I'm mad about is they did this article Maybe I'm not mad about it. It might be good. But they did this article. I wish you could see the picture. Go to my uh, Twitter account. Um, He's like holding the letters next to his face. It's in like a little plastic bag. Full serial killer. They got him like the little hazy gloss over the picture. Like one of those 1920s movies or some shit. But this shit don't look endearing to me this shit does not look like a nicholas sparks movie this shit look like a straight up lifetime oh bitch dear john your neighbor about to eat your goddamn spleen that's what this motherfucker look like so you know it sucks because they trying to frame him as like oh he's so romantic but what's good is now you can be in the world and see this motherfucker and be like oh this that creepy ass park motherfucker that like writing letters get the fuck all right. <laughs> I just think it's it's frustrating because as a woman, it's like we can't just go about our day. We really got to be managing motherfuckers feelings and worried about if I say the wrong thing or if I can let this dude down or can I tell him I'm not interested? 
you know, I got a boyfriend, but that's never enough because then they want to know, well, you can't have friends. Bitch, no, you know I can't have no fucking friends. Get the fuck out of here. But now you got to go back and forth with him about that shit. And you know, I already told this motherfucker no. But now he want to walk with you to three to four blocks. Bitch, leave me. I want to listen to the goddamn podcast in my ear. I don't want to have to talk to you and go back and forth with you. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, fellas, to be like, you know, mean or nothing. But goddamn, just please understand. If a woman wants you, as soon as you say, hey, uh, excuse me, how you doing? <laughs> you hear that giggle? She put her hands over her titties like Regine in, li- in that episode of Living Single. Got her. She's interested. She's on a hook. If she turns around and gives you her full attention, I'm talking about both shoulders are facing you. She is open she is interested she wants to know more she wants to have a conversation if you riding past and you one of them dirtbag ass dudes that want to holler at chicks from your car if she turn around and walk toward the curb because she want to say something to you then guess what she is interested sidebar don't be that dude because that shit is not hot either okay sometimes if you passing somebody and y'all don't If it's meant to be, guess what? You will run into them two blocks down. You will run into them two days later. You will see them at the goddamn Foot Locker or Walmart or Rite Aid, and y'all both going to be in the same aisle getting condom and lube, and you're going to be like, don't I know you? Oh, my God. You look so familiar. What's up? And then, boom, sparks and goddamn fireworks and all that shit. But you actively pursuing somebody who is not interested that ain't it finally what happened well we know what happened 29 year old jacob blake was shot seven times in the back by police in kenosha wisconsin he was shot after trying to break up a fight and he was shot in the back seven times by police with his three children in the car watching and you know what what am I going to tell you about this story that's not different from every fucking story that has happened? Every, Not even just this year. I'm talking about Terrence Crusher. I'm talking about Sandra Bland. It's all the same story. It's the same thing over and over, all the way back to Amadou Diallo. It's the same thing over and over and over. Black people are being assassinated by police. And that's it. And I'm not, I'm not going to correct myself. I'm not going to... Um, try to amend what I said I said what the fuck I said police are actively murdering and assassinating black and brown people right um and then to do it in front of this man's children how do you even how do you process that as a child I'm an adult I didn't even see it on video because I know I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be right watching after seeing that you know, the last thing I think I saw might have been Philando Castile, and I didn't even get all the way through that. Tamir Rice's video. I, By the time the police hopped out that car, I just turned the video off. I didn't even want to see it. So imagine a child, a baby. See, and I don't even know them, these people directly, but that shit fucked with my head, right? So imagine you as a child witnessing your your father being shot and murdered in your face how do you how do you how are you okay after that and then not even just like on oh, some drug dealer shit on oh, some gang violence shit by the fucking police 
the police who are supposed to serve and protect the, the the police who are supposed to be like pillars of the community and people that you look to for help how the fuck do you then go out into the world and then and show up in the world and be fearless in the world after having witnessed something like that as a child not even like oh these are all babies they're under 15 years old they're under 12 years old they are babies okay Hell, even at 19, you're still a baby. But imagine, I can't even, I can't even imagine. So he suffered multiple injuries. He had a, he has a gunshot wound in one arm. He's got damage to his liver, to his kidney and his spinal cord. And he is uh, suffering paralysis from the waist down and may never walk again. So you are a man with four kids, three kids. And, you know, you just now in a wheelchair. This is your life now. And it's not even like, oh, wrong place at the wrong time. That's that's different. Wrong place at the wrong time is when you, you know, you go to the fucking after hours spot and y'all late night drinking and some shit. You ain't even know what's going down. And then they robbed the place. That's wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? That's some old you at the barbecue and you don't know it's beef on the street. Two rival gangs and all you. That's wrong place at the wrong time. But. To be shot by the fucking police in the middle of the street for doing absolutely nothing, for clearly being unarmed, for having no connection to what the fuck is happening. That's not wrong place at the wrong time. That's some other shit. That's that's police actively targeting and trying to that's attempted murder. Okay, and that's what police been doing. It's not even like this is some, oh my God, what? (gasps) Unbelievable shit that just started happening. This shit been fucking happening. The only difference is this shit is on camera now. And that shit is on the Twitter timeline. And that shit is in everybody's faces. And you cannot deny it. You cannot sit up and act like, wait, what's happening? Get the fuck out of here. The same shit that's been happening since 2012, since 2010. That's what the fuck is going on, right? But I, there was an interview with his mom and she said the most heartbreaking shit to me, not to me, but to me, in my opinion, it was heartbreaking. She said she was in a hospital room with her son and uh, he was crying and he said, basically, he doesn't want to be a burden to anybody. And she, he wants her to call his boss. (sighs) Imagine the, just think about that. That this man not even in a position where he can focus on himself and try to focus on his healing. This man is like, I still need my fucking job. And I don't know if you remember when I did the episode when I was talking about black grief and how, you know, that's the cycle as black people. We've seen so much grief and pain and not even just ourselves, but that shit is embedded in our DNA. If you are a descendant of slavery, that shit is in your fucking DNA, right? This man is not even able to take the time to really fully come to terms with the fuck is happening. He still is on some get up and go shit. You know what I mean? Poor choice of words. I'm sorry, but basically like keep, keep, keep it going. I got to what's next. We still got to keep it moving. This shit is, it is what it is. I got to keep going. And how many times as black people, as people of color in this country, you don't even get a chance. Your fucking mama die. Your grandmama die. So many deaths and, and pain and shit. You just got to fucking bottle that shit up, stuff it fucking down and then clock in and keep going. Cause all we're always in survival mode.
I just don't even have the words. And, you know, I'm really, it's like I want to cover these stories, but I don't want to cover these stories because they happen consistently. And then there's no justice. Now, you think you think these people, these officers are going to be held accountable? Hell no. They're not going to be held accountable. Ain't nobody going to do shit. This man is going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. If, if he's lucky, he will be able to walk again. And, you know, I talk a lot of shit about, you know, putting on your little vest, your church vest and your high water pants and going to court because you're going to sue and bring your own Bible and all that and all that and all that. And I mean that. But I don't know that there's an amount of money that can make up for the fact that I'll never be able to walk again. Like there's no amount of millions you can give me that I will be okay with having to live out the rest of my existence using a wheelchair and no amount of money you can give me that I would say I will be okay with having to go back and forth to the doctor in the hospital or having to get a kidney transplant, having to get a liver transplant, this shutting down and this shutting down. Who knows what other complications are going to come out of this situation and maybe he'll be able to walk again but maybe he won't you know and that's and that's the thing about this situation it's like these cops they're not just taking this man's life they're taking his livelihood they're taking away the livelihood of his family these boys his sons will never be able to get that image out of their father being shot in the back they'll never get that shit out of their head they will never get that shit out of their head his mama seeing him that way, his daddy seeing him that way, his family members, his community, the people on the street who witnessed that shit are traumatized. You don't just see some shit like that and get over it like it's Call of Duty. You don't. You can't go back in the world and see police and not and your heart not fucking palpitate. So you know, for people who try to act like, oh, I, it's no big deal. I didn't know. It's, uh, I wish I would have listened to him. And but, Man, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the police. Fuck the police department, the police union. Fuck, um, fuck the mayor, the governor. Fuck everybody who is not actively trying to stop police brutality or at least bring justice to the people who have lost their lives and livelihood to police violence all right that does it for me thank you guys so much for hanging out for another episode of black ass podcast big shout out to kiki for coming through in the uh with the cash app if you want to support this podcast you can hit me up on venmo or cash app hr comedy or you can join the patreon that's patreon.com slash black ass podcast you spell patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n make sure you're following the podcast facebook instagram twitter you can find me hrcomedy.com and don't forget every tuesday 6 30 pacific 9 30 eastern is the black ass pre-show come hang out and see if you can win some prizes all right y'all that does it i'm out Wash your hands, wash your ass. Y'all be safe. Peace.